Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That was Eric Trump behaving like his daddy after his disastrous testimony. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. What was that behavior? And the testimony Eric Trump gave was so devastating to the defense. The testimony that Don Jr. gave was so devastating to the defense that now the strategy of Donald Trump's lawyers and Eric's lawyer and Don Jr.'s lawyer is to just attack Judge Arthur and Goran's law clerk. Just go after the law clerk over and over again, say that she's your adversary, say that she's causing bias, and just continue to attack her. And that's what pretty much happened for most of the morning today as we wrap up the fifth week of the New York Attorney General civil fraud trial. And you hear Eric saying, we did nothing wrong, we did nothing wrong. I mean, Eric looked like an idiot on the witness stand. And even worse, he looked like a criminal, frankly, on the witness stand. I mean, one of the things that came out during the testimony, and I'll do a longer hot take just on this subject, is that Eric said that he was the one responsible for the severance agreement with Alan Weisselberg that stated that Alan Weisselberg could not cooperate with adverse parties in investigations into his conduct. So the New York Attorney General lawyer went to Eric and said, so are we an adverse party? And Eric said, yeah. You know what the New York Attorney General was implying with that question, what Eric stepped right into? Yep, you guessed it. Potential obstruction of justice in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is certainly taking note. And not only that, but obviously Eric's lawyer and Donald Trump's lawyers were taking note as well. That's why they wanted to try to distract from what went down by attacking Judge Arthur and Goran's law clerk in the way that they did. You know, and the thing with Eric's testimony and Don Jr.'s testimony, remember, they are the co-trustees during the relevant time period of the Donald J. Trump revocable trust, which oversees all of 
their other entities. And as the co-trustees, they were fiduciaries. They were the ones who had to sign that the financial statements and statement of financial conditions for all of the years where the statement of financial conditions are fraudulent, where they inflate valuations, they had to certify that they were true and accurate. So you had all of the professionals testify so far and basically say that, you know, Eric and Don Jr. were ultimately the ones responsible for it, that they were the ones who provided incorrect data. And then you had Don Jr. and Eric, the buck's supposed to stop with them if they're the leaders of this organization and they're blaming the professionals. Not only that, they're acting like even though they were the leaders of the Trump organization, that they were the ones who, that they never actually really looked at the statement of financial conditions. That's not really what they do. Eric testified that he simply pours concrete, and Don Jr. basically said that he never even looked at the statement of financial conditions. Judge Goran said to Don Jr., did you have anything to do with the statement of financial conditions? And Don Jr.'s like, no. And then the New York Attorney General said, okay, here's your signature for 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, where you certified the statement of financial conditions were accurate, correct? And Don Jr.'s response, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And Eric's testimony was basically along those same lines where he tried to act like he didn't have any role regarding the statement of financial conditions. But then when he was confronted with the emails, which basically demonstrated that he was, his thing was just to blame the tax advisor, blame the lawyers, blame everybody else, and act like he wasn't the person who read it. But we also have other Trump organization insiders like Patrick Bernie and Raymond Flores and all these other people who basically said that, no, Eric was a Don Jr. was aware. We have Jeff McConney, the former Trump Organization controller, stating that Alan Weisselberg, the former CFO, who's now a convicted felon, basically told him to commit fraud. And then you have all of the Trump kids basically saying, yeah, we don't we don't know, you know, we don't look at the statement of financial conditions. And Eric then goes out there, you know, and does the accordion hand idiot things. And then he's like, we, I did great. This is a witch hunt. No, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's offensive, the level and layers of gaslighting. This is Michael Popak from Legal AF. If you're like me, you understand the pains of choosing what to wear. Let's face it. Most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or are never actually the size you really are. Not to mention the annoyance of trying to put a good outfit together. And when you do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner. And then you got to change all over again. Everyone wants to dress the best and look good at all times because, frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, one-quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan Commuter Collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy whatever life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. And with its Gold Fusion anti-odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. As you can see, this has truly become my go-to commuter fit and on the Legal AF podcast recordings. We're on the move a lot, whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting or catching a flight or an important dinner. The Roan commuter collection has never let me down. 
The versatility and comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of that Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. The Commuter Collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roancom slash LegalAF and use promo code LegalAF to save 20% on your entire order. That's 20% on your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E slash LegalAF, promo code LegalAF. Find your corner office. So with all of that as background, what goes down right now, they attack Judge Ngoron's law clerk over and over again. Here's how Adam Klasfeld, who's been in court, he's doing a great job. Make sure you follow Adam, describes what went down. So Justice Ngoron addressed the defense lawyer's comments that they've never seen a judge pass as many notes with his clerk. Ngoron recounts an anecdote of another judge who presided over a high-profile case where a clerk was running for an election. That clerk boasted, I sit on the bench every day with the judge whisper in his ear and tell him how he rules. That's not this case, he notes. And Goran says, I hope I made myself clear yesterday. Do not talk about my law clerk anymore. Then Trump's lawyer, Chris Keis, unbowed, pressing how he wants to make their record and lodge a formal complaint about the judge's law clerk. And then Judge Ngoron says, do you feel the need to make a further record as things stand now? about my law clerk. And then Christopher Keis goes, I think so, Your Honor. And Ngoron says, I don't want to endanger the safety of my law clerk and my staff. He notes later, notice, this is what Judge Ngoron says, you can say anything you want about me, and that's been taken advantage of. You can say whatever you want about me, but don't attack my law clerk. And then Christopher Keis launched into an extensive monologue, how the world is watching this case, and he needs to call out the perceived bias. And Justice Ngoron then basically says, you've said all of this already. What more of a record do you want to make? And then Christopher Keis says, well, there is a report that is out there that suggests that your law clerk has made campaign contributions to Democrats. And then Ngoron says, okay, who's reported this? And then Christopher Keis fumbles through his papers and he goes, Breitbart? And then everybody in the courtroom, like you can hear them. It was an audible gasp of like, citing freaking Breitbart? Are you kidding me? And court Christopher Keis citing Breitbart to level attacks on the judge's law clerk. By the way, the Breitbart article cites like some random Twitter account or X account or like Truth Social account as its source as well, one that Donald Trump has used over and over again when Trump has attacked Judge Ngoron's law clerk. Remember, the gag order imposed on Donald Trump was for attacking Judge Ngoron's law clerk in a very misogynistic way, trying to act like Judge Ngoron's law clerk has this relationship with Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer or something beyond a personal relationship. And remember, one of the things we did here at the Midas Touch Network work that we caught was that even though Donald Trump took down the post of Judge Ngoron's law clerk back on October 3rd from his social media, he kept it up where? On his campaign website. And then based on the reporting we did on MidasTouch.com, our incredible editor-in-chief, Ron Filipkowski, found it. Remember, 
Then Donald Trump was found in violation of the gag order based on our reporting. By the way, if you want to support the great reporting they do at MidasTouch.com and get access to exclusive content, go to Patreon.com slash MidasTouch. They do a great job there. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash MidasTouch. But I digress. Going back to what happened in the courtroom, Trump's lawyers citing Breitbart parroting Donald Trump's conspiracies to go after Judge Ngoron's law clerk. And then Christopher Keis made this line, I have two adversaries here, two adversaries here. And then New York Attorney General's lawyer spoke, this notion that bias is going to be assessed because a law clerk is passing notes and a judge. This is the most absurd thing I've ever heard of, Judge, is what the New York Attorney General's lawyer said. No party has the right to be privy to the internal deliberations of what goes on in a judge's chambers. That's absolutely clear, including notes being passed by a judge and a clerk who are working together to help draft decisions. And then Judge Ngoron basically said it's really a shame, like the way, you know, y'all are behaving here. Um, so that's basically what went down. Eric Don Jr. did horribly. Um, and not only that, Eric may have like stepped into uh, potential criminal uh, liability based upon potentially obstruction of justice. I mean, if, if, if that's how it's being viewed. And um, then the lawyer started attacking the judge's law clerk and Donald Trump testifies next week. So those are your updates, folks. And uh, that video of Eric at the beginning was absolutely ridiculous. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 2 million subscribers and check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch and have a great day. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now now.